0: Good morning. Today we're going to start our first podcast in AP Bio. It's Chapter 9, The Cell Cycle and Cell Division. I want to draw your attention that I will give you a study guide in class tomorrow, which will have all of Chapter 9 and Chapter 10 points of emphasis on it, and it will have about five or so essay questions that you can expect uh, could be possibilities on the test. The test for both chapters will be the week of March 12th. And I also want to draw your attention to that study guide that I give you tomorrow. There will be a link on there above the cell cycle picture. That uh, is your textbook review uh, video, and it's a pretty good video. Check that out sometime for Chapter 9. And lastly, I do want to tell you that the Chapter 9 and 10 practice quiz is up on the textbook, that is, on McGraw-Hill. We have about 42 questions, but this is just Chapter 9. And 10, so so there's two chapters there. You're only going to know Chapter 9 questions. You can go through as many times as you want and try to get those answers correct. So cell division. In order for organisms to store, retrieve, and transmit genetic information, um, they have to pass on their DNA to other generations. And so they do that by cell division and passing on genetic information like chromosomes or DNA to the next generation. There are three types of cell division out there in the uh, living kingdom. Binary fission, mitosis, And meiosis. And binary fission, um, we're not going to talk too much about that, but that's reserved pretty much for prokaryotes, aka bacteria. Binary fission is actually rather rapid. Bacteria can grow pretty quickly under the ideal conditions, such as warmth, moisture, and darkness, just like our bodies. And so when you get an infection from bacteria, um, if you eat some bad food, food poisoning, you know, 12 hours later, uh, you can be feeling some pretty ill effects of that because every time they divide, they are making new organisms. So they're, they're uh, basically building up their ranks to make you sick. This chapter, Chapter 9, deals with mitosis, though, and Chapter 10 will deal with meiosis. So mitosis is the division of somatic cells or typical body cells that have the diploid number of chromosomes, which is 46. So every time you get a cut, basically, your cells that are destroyed or damaged because of that, and the need to be repaired, have to be replaced by exact duplicate copies. And so mitosis is a process by which the cell can transfer its genetic information into two new daughter cells. And so in order to go through mitosis, though, the cell first has to go through what is called interphase. And the picture of the cell cycle you've seen before, the cell cycle, it's a big pie chart, of course, and interphase takes up roughly 75% or more of the cell's lifespan. In interphase, there are some pretty important things that happen. Um, The first major thing that happens is that there is a synthesis phase. And in this synthesis phase of interphase, this is when the cell is going to duplicate all of its chromosomes into what are called chromatids. And so you're going to have chromosomes now that actually look like Xs. They're duplicate halves of each other. And those chromatids each have the identical genetic makeup. And so you have 46 of these. You have basically copies of each 46 chromosome. They're going to go through interphase, uh, G2 will come up next, and then into mitosis where the process is pulling apart those sister chromatids to make two new daughter cells. But in AP, we want to talk a little bit more about interphase. We want to talk about a couple of things that happen um, during interphase and in what is called these cell checkpoints. And there are checkpoints in interphase that help regulate the cycle. So, in order for the cell to make two new daughter cells um, correctly, it has to go through interphase and pass some stop signs, if you will, and if the cell is not ready to go past that stop sign or past that intersection, then the cell will program itself to um, either one, fix the DNA, or two, um, pull itself out of the population and, and basically kill itself through a process called apoptosis, which is a pretty good thing, and so... There are a couple of things that regulate the cell cycle. Um, there are external factors called growth factors that the cell will receive through the membrane, and those signaling proteins help um, jumpstart the cell cycle process. That would be if you'd get a cut or something like that. There would be some factors that would be attached to the cell membrane. Uh, the cells that are existing there would get, then get signals to go through the mitosis division. There are also internal Uh, signals called cyclins and cyclin-dependent kinases. Now, the kinase is an enzyme that's going to actually attach and hang hang out with uh, the cyclins there. So the cyclins are going to fit into the kinases. And when those two are both present, that will send a signal to the cell to keep going through the checkpoint. I used in class a light bulb to show you this. Um, so basically, you have to have proteins which are called cyclins in the cell, and they build up over time. And cyclin-dependent kinases. And once those two um, react with each other, like a lock and key mechanism, the old substrate-enzyme complex, that will release a signal for the cell to continue through the cell cycle. So the G1 checkpoint is going to check to see that the DNA is properly. Um, there's no there's no errors in the DNA. There's enough nutrition in the DNA. And in the cell, so that the cell can make a sister chromatid. And so once the G1 checkpoint um, has been reached and the cell gives the OK, the cell will go through synthesis then and duplicate that DNA. The G2 checkpoint is used to make sure that the DNA was correctly um, replicated. If there were problems in the DNA, then at the G2 checkpoint, the cell might take that cell and kind of slough it off and... Force it to go through apoptosis. So basically, these checkpoints, checking one to make sure the DNA is ready to divide, uh, duplicate itself, and then the second G uh, checkpoint to make sure that the DNA has been duplicated correctly, are there as safety features. And the cell can either, one, um, th- uh, become uh, dead, so to speak, it can cause apoptosis to the cell if, if the signals aren't correct, or the cell can be put into what's called the G-O phase, which is basically in limbo where it's not going to divide any further. The third checkpoint is called the M-checkpoint. So we're in the cell cycle. Again, remember we had a G1 checkpoint, we had a G2 checkpoint, and now we have an M-checkpoint. And the M-checkpoint checks to make sure that spindle fibers are attached to chromosomes properly, and the chromosomes, well, chromatids, I should say, will then split apart um, during anaphase and so forth. Um, we learned about cancer this week too. Um, you should know the two different kinds of cancer cells that are out there there's one cell called or one gene called uh, p53 P53 is known as the guardian of the genome it 's the most uh, common tumor suppressor gene that 's out there and p53 works within these checkpoints and if the checkpoint says the DNA is not right, then p53 would um, become activated and try to fix that DNA and um, BRCA1 and BRCA2, the ones that cause breast cancer, as Mrs. Treadle and and we alluded to also in the uh, I'm Too Young uh, case study, those are also tumor suppressor genes. If they become mutated, then what happens is we have a cell that's dividing uncontrollably and we're going to form tumors and possibly then those tumors could spread to other parts of the body through metastasis. Um, Oncogenes are the second kind of cancer gene. Oncogenes are turned on um, and oncogenes, if they are turned on, they, they're like a gas pedal, and they, they promote the cell cycle to occur too quickly. Uh, oncogenes prior to being mutated are called proto-oncogenes. So proto-oncogenes are actually good. Um, you want proto-oncogenes to be working to, to smoothly make these cyclins. Remember, cyclins uh, promote the cell cycle. Um, but if those are, are mutated, then we have cyclins being um, phosphorylized continually, and you have a cell cycle that's out of control. So, the cell cycle, the first couple of things in the chapter are control of the cell cycle with checkpoints, a little bit about cancer, and then the last thing I want to do here in hopefully a couple minutes is to go through mitosis. Now, I know you've had this in ninth grade, and when I say that, please do not think that I am uh, trying to make you not feel intelligent. I know you've had it, but I know you don't remember it, and and that's okay, so um, maybe it'll come back to you now, uh, the process of mitosis. So, prophase, once the cell reaches the M in the cell cycle, it's going to go through what's called prophase. And prophase, a couple things happen, and you can identify prophase because at that point, you can actually see chromosomes. Prior to prophase, you really cannot see chromosomes. They're, uh, they're, they're basically still kind of um, like the string that's stretched out, a long string. You can't really see it. But during prophase, the the uh, the chromosomes start to wrap around what are called histones, and they become nice and thick and chunky. And and so you can start to see chromosomes in prophase. And since the chromosomes are in the nucleus, they're going to have to get out of there. So the nuclear uh, membrane starts to disappear. And this is where you have those spindle fibers and centrioles and centrosomes, which are microtubules, that are going to help eventually pull those chromatids apart. So prophase is identified by thickened chromosomes, the nuclear membrane disappearing. And then you have this spindle apparatus, uh, spindle fibers and centrosomes all forming. Those are kind of like the hardware that's going to pull the cell apart. There's also an AP, something called a pro-metaphase. Pro-metaphase we didn't cover in ninth grade. Pro-metaphase is is just a little further ahead, obviously, than prophase. It's where the the spindle fibers now actually attach to the chromosomes and the chromatids, and they attach at a part called the kinetochore. So each chromosome has two kinetochores. They're on either side of the centromere, and those kinetochores are going to be pulled apart Um, They're going to be pulled apart right down the middle, so to speak. And so prometaphase is identified by the spindle fibers actually reaching out and grabbing on to those uh, chromatids. Metaphase is then next. Metaphase is is designated by the chromosomes all aligning in the middle or the equator of the cell. They always throw that word in there, equator of the cell, and it throws people off, but that just means the center of the cell. Anaphase would become next. Happen next, anaphase is where the sisters are pulled apart by those spindle fibers, and then basically this is going to the cell is going to stretch out, kind of like if you had a piece of taffy and you held it in both hands and pulled it apart. The cell is going to stretch out in the middle. There's going to be a big pinch in the middle, and eventually that's going to disappear. And that big pinch in the middle has designated that we've we've gone through uh, telophase. So telophase is the last step. When the cell is pinching apart, we're going to see two new cells now. We're going to see a pinch in between the old cells so we can know what's going to happen here. And the new chromosomes, chromatids, which are now chromosomes, are going to be forming in the nucleus of the two new cells. And then I guess the last thing we'll mention is cytokinesis. Cytokinesis is the cytoplasm dividing. And in animals, um, it's just as I described with kind of like this, the pulling of the taffy apart. Animal cells are a lot more flexible than plant cells. So you have that pinch in the middle, but in plant cells, you don't see that because plant cells have a cell wall. So they're much more rigid. So what you see in plant cells is you see a cell plate forming between the two existing, um, cells. And we've seen pictures of that in, in classroom. Um, but the cell plate is, is basically the cell divider. That's going to divide those two new cells. Almost every picture we see of the mitotic, uh, phases are used, uh, that are used in class are from onion cells, and obviously onions are plants, and so that's why you see more cell plates than you do that pinching in class. Okay, so that was chapter nine, quick, um, about 15 minutes, I'm thinking. I can't check my phone right now because it went black on me. Um, Cell cycle, chapter nine. There are essay questions and I'm going to give you tomorrow in class a study guide, so come see me if you have any questions. The test will be the week of the 12th on chapter nine and chapter 10.